this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We're so glad you're here. Today, we are talking about a topic that is so near and dear to Liz's and I's heart. And basically, we're going to talk about how to know if you should keep homeschooling your kids or start homeschooling your kids. You know, the fall is right around the corner and we've some of us have got some decision making to do. And so we want to help you today, just kind of filter through those thoughts, help you process, and maybe give you a couple of questions to ask yourself. So we want to just be here to support you in this. And ultimately, this question is just one of the questions we have to answer all throughout the year for our life of what is God doing in my family? What is God doing in my life? And I hope that this framework we give you of kind of contemplating and taking things to the Lord and kind of examining your own heart and your desires and what God has for you in this season, what your assignments are. I hope that this can transfer over to other areas of your life and you're making big decisions. Yeah. Well, I just love that we're even having this conversation because I used to be the mom who never even allowed that question to be asked. It was I'm called to homeschool. I'm only called to homeschool. And I can't ever waver from that decision that I made at the beginning of, you know, our education experience. And as I've matured and grown over the years, it's just been so liberating to actually open myself up to the possibility that the plan could change (laughs) and that homeschooling isn't the only way, the only right way, the only godly way, the only, you know, I used to be so close-minded about homeschooling and being like so set in stone and dedicated to that. And so the last few years, it's been really neat to just kind of even have the conversation with my kids as they've gotten older and really invite them into that decision-making process and getting their thoughts and their ideas and their feelings on, do you want to try going to school? Would you be interested in in experiencing what it would be like to not be homeschooled? You know, um, my girls that I've homeschooled from the beginning, and of course, with us having a blended family, we we do have kids that go to public school and then the, the kids that, that have been homeschooled all along. So we're kind of spinning lots of, lots of plates And there've definitely been times that I'm like, man, it would just be easier if they all got on the bus in the morning (laughs) 
And then I, you know, one school schedule, the holidays would all be the same. The the breaks would all be the same. And especially now I've got what, you know, one and a half that are homeschooling the five-year-old, like we're just kind of tipping our toes in the water. One who's doing an online private school and then two that are doing public school, just even letting my two older daughters kind of think about, cause they get to see every day what, it, what it's like to have to get up and go to school. It's funny because to them, they see some of the benefits are for sure. Like they get to see friends every day. They get to do more extracurricular activities and sports and things like that. But they also see like, oh, we get to sleep in a little bit more. We get to be home. We can get our work done early and then have the afternoon to do whatever and play outside. And so they've always really, I mean, it's never been a very long conversation. There was one year that one of them was like, maybe I do want to try it. And then as they really counted the cost of freedom (laughs) and the ability to kind of do whatever more on their terms, it's just been a, no, I want to stay homeschooled. Yeah. So what would your advice be for a mom who's maybe has homeschooled and is wondering if she could continue or maybe one who's considered it, but never started yet. Mm -hmm. Like how would you kind of coach a mom through deciding if she should homeschool in the fall? I think it first starts with the fundamental belief of that. God gives me freedom that the seasons change that God may call me to one thing in one season, and then he may call me to something else in another season. And Mm -hmm. the belief that we can hold things open-handed to him and we don't have to be scared. The same conversation is what we would say about like entrepreneurship. Like, well, part of the benefit of it is the freedom. Like same with homeschool. Like it's part of the benefit is the freedom. Like nobody's telling you, you have to go start a business. Nobody's telling you, you have to homeschool. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're being, if you're feeling a nudge, hopefully you're being led by the Holy Spirit of, mm-hmm. Hey, I have something for you in this area. Why don't you go explore it and see what it's like? But most of the time, there's not a time frame attached to it. I remember freaking my parents out every year in college because I kept telling them, I'm like, God told me to go to this school. He never told me I was going to graduate from it. And <laughs> every year I would freak my parents out because they're like, oh no, Sarah's going to quit school and get out of there without her degree and have all this debt. But that has always been my mindset from a teenager, like as a young person of like, I'm not going to assume that this thing's going to last forever just because God said to start it. So Mm -hmm. to lock yourself into the the mindset of, well, if I homeschool, I have to now homeschool for 13 years. Or 14, if you do pre-K, you know, like that's a long time. That's a long season. And just in my life, at least, um, lots of things haven't been that long-term, like, and maybe homeschool will be for me. Maybe that will be one of those things that I'm like, wow, God, just year after year keeps saying to do it. So first, I think starting with the mindset of this is what God's saying for right now, for sure. Maybe I'm going to explore this. And one of the questions I would ask myself is like, what is God saying for what my kids need? Like Mm -hmm. individually, what does this kid need? What are they struggling with right now? What does God want to see them? Like, what do I feel like they, they really need help with? And is that something they need to get at home with me? Is that something 
they can get in a school and kind of just like way, I mean, you could even make a pro and con list. Like, I'm not saying God can't speak through anything, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, what are you desiring right now for your life? Like, are you in a season where, you know, our podcast is generally for entrepreneurs who are homeschooling. So if you're somebody who has a business and you're thinking about homeschooling or you you have a business and you're homeschooling already, you know, there's a lot of factors in play. And what is important to you? Like, what do you actually value? And what's important to you in your life right now? Because your values and pri- I don't want to say your values, like your convictions, but like the things that you prioritize and the things that you desire, that can change. Mm-hmm. And I think giving yourself permission to pivot on what it looks like, like maybe last year you were really intense with homeschool and maybe you're not, God's not telling you to send your kids to a school, but maybe he's asking you to pivot into a much more hands-off method where your kids are doing school online. Or maybe he's, you've been really hands-off and your kids have been doing school online. And maybe he's asking you to pivot to a really hands-off or really hands-on method. I mean, I've definitely had seasons where God has told me to pause my business. And did that make sense? No. And he was like, I want to teach you to be satisfied with like just being with your kids. I want you to have like, I want you to not need anything else to prop up in your life to make you feel good about your life. So I've had seasons of pausing my business, accelerating my business, not having a business, I mean, none of the external things define us anyway. Like Mm -hmm. my identity is not in, I'm an entrepreneur. My identity is not in, I'm a homeschool mom. My identity is in Jesus. And these are the things he's called me to do. So ultimately, if I have to let one of those go and I send my kids to public school one day or private school or wherever, my identity will not be affected because that's not who I am. And Mm -hmm. so it's just what I do. And so I think like having these things kind of straight in our heads and giving ourselves the space to actually ask God, like, if you want me to keep homeschooling, will you give me a vision for it? Will you show me like what you actually have for our family this year? Even just a word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It could just be a word. It doesn't need to be a five-page plan. (laughs) Like, So good. It could just be a word of like, pursue this. Like maybe it's intentionality or maybe it's like love. Maybe it's like something really general. And like, this is just what God's calling you to focus on this year with your kids or in this next season, at least let's say the fall, but you have permission to change the methodology of how you're educating your children from year to year. Like you are never locked in. And I think I, I see so many people asking like, should I homeschool my kids? This is a big commitment. And I know I can tell by the way they're writing, they're thinking like, should I homeschool my kids forever until mm-hmm. I graduated? And I always say to them, like, just take it a year at a time, like try it out, do kindergarten, see if you like it, see if your kid likes it, see if it's working, like test and see, like you might think that's what God said, but te- like walk it out. And maybe you'll be like, oh, you know what? I think I interpreted that wrong. I think what he Mm -hmm. was saying 
I heard that clearly, but I think I heard the interpretation of how to actually walk that thing out a little bit wrong, or, you know, I just need to adjust it. And so give yourself freedom and permission to fail at it, to be like, I tried this. I thought it was what I wanted. I actually didn't want this. My kid didn't thrive. Or maybe you need to make adjustments. Maybe, you know, like, don't just give up. I'm not saying just give up because it's hard. But I am giving you permission to change the methodology. Like methodologies are supposed to ebb and flow. I mean, we do this in the church all the time. Like, oh, the methodology for discipleship is this one book. And then like the next year it'll change to another, you know, like there's so many different ways that you can walk out God's will for your life and walk out God's plans for your kids and disciple them. And and I love what you said, Liz, about as they're getting older, like bringing them into the conversation where this is not just something that happens to them. Do you know how many homeschoolers I have heard who are so angry that their parents made them homeschool? I mean, again, it was in an age where you were really the odd man out if you were homeschooling, like you were the weird kid. And I don't think that really exists as much anymore mm-hmm. because there's so many of us now, but the the gift you could give your child of buy-in and ownership over it, of like, this is what I chose for my life. Now that mm-hmm. I'm an adult and I've graduated homeschool, I can look back and not be resentful on my parents because you know what? I chose that. And I think that's a powerful thing. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that the the kids that maybe resent it, had they been given the room to really enter into the place of like being a part of the decision, mm-hmm. maybe they would have landed at the same place and decided, actually, I do want to be homeschooled. But mm-hmm. because that freedom wasn't given, and you know, it's not, there are a lot of families, maybe both working parents. There are a lot of, you know, moms who are like, I, I wish I could homeschool. I don't see a way. Mm-hmm. And to that, I've always said, well, I, I know I have friends who do work full time. They have a very atypical schedule. They might homeschool in the evening. Sometimes like, I'm not saying it's impossible to homeschool. If you have to work full time, I think that makes it really challenging. <laughs> and I did it, you know, when I was a single mom, I, we figured it out. But anyway, I know parents who feel like they're kind of boxed in either way, either they started and they have to continue. They would like to, but don't see a way or they, I hear all the time. I would love to homeschool, but I don't have the patience or I would butt heads with my kids all day. And so they kind of have this, like, like you're saying, if I start, I have to do it forever. If Mm -hmm. I do it, it has to be the way I've seen her or her or her do it. And so they just kind of write it off. Or maybe if they've started they think that the way they have to do it is the way they've always done it. And it's just so freeing for all of us, for us, for our kids, just to have, like you said, the, like hold it lightly, have your hands open to doing, we did classical conversations for the first several years of homeschooling. I was not an entrepreneur at the time, had no desire to have a business and homeschooling was like, it's very hands-on to do classical conversation. So that was like my life. And I was not open at all to doing it a different way. Cause that's the only way I'd really seen homeschooling done was the women at my church who were also CC moms. And I saw, as I started to open myself up to other possibilities for one of my daughters, it really wasn't working. One was thriving. One was like, not, 
in that style of education. And it's just been really neat to see that even though they've had like moments of feeling like they want to go to school, they want to experience that. They they've had moments of feeling like a little bit left out because they don't get to do all the, you know, the fun things, as many fun things as the their siblings that go to public school. Obviously, we're in co-ops, so they we can still do field trips, we can still do certain things, but in our school district, they don't let homeschool kids participate mm-hmm. in sports. So they don't get to do like the team sports and that kind of thing. Um, so that's been like a little bit of a struggle, but it's just been really neat to see them weigh out what do they really want. And I think that for the kids that maybe resent having been forced into homeschooling, if they, I feel like any of us, if our freedom is taken (laughs) and we're forced into, and sometimes there isn't necessarily this, the kids get to choose how they're educated. And our kids, even if they were to say, I want to be public schooled, there's a chance that I could really feel from the Lord, like, no, I'm really called to homeschool you. So that trumps your desire, (laughs) you know? So it's not like we're giving them this full veto of like, whatever I think and whatever God, I feel like God is saying, like, you get to choose. I'm not saying that at all. We're not saying that, but inviting them into the conversation, even if it doesn't mean that you go with what they say allows that number one, the connection, the relationship they're learning, like even if my mom doesn't go with what I'm asking for, she values Mm -hmm. my opinion and I'm being heard. And it wasn't like, no, you're just going to do what you're told and that's it. And so it's been neat to have the conversations of, well, what do you think would be cool about going to school? What would, why would you want to, what would be, you know, the pros, what would be the cons? What, what are the things that you think would be hard? What are the things that you think would be fun? And is there a way that the things that you feel like would be fun or better, could we find a way to integrate that into homeschooling um, so that you could kind of have the best of both worlds? So mm-hmm. um, I just think overall, the main thing is to have a heart posture before the Lord and even before, you know, as parents and before our kids that we're just open to, to seasons changing, like you said, and it doesn't have to always be the way it's always been. That's just a much more fun way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're the type of person that's just like dogmatic about homeschool, like homeschool is the best full stop. I can't see the value in any other method of education compared to homeschool. It is the only way. If you're going to be really black and white about it, there's no way you're going to ever give be able to give yourself permission to not do it because then you wouldn't be living, you wouldn't be being a good mom and you wouldn't be giving your kids what they really need. And so it is important to see mm-hmm. that God can work through any way of education. I think giving yourself the permission to hear God for your own life and not feeling like you should quote unquote, should, that's like my least favorite world word in the world is the word should, unless you're saying, God, should I, (laughs) then I like it. But if you're feeling like somebody else, and we will say this over and over again in our podcast, this is like one of our primary messages is that don't do something because you feel like someone else is telling you, you should. Don't do something because you feel like the world is telling you or the church is telling you or we're telling you or anybody is telling you, let the Lord lead your life. Like he is the Lord of your life. He is the perfect leader. So go to him 
when you make your decisions for your life, you have that freedom. That's actually one part of being an adult, two part of being a daughter of God. And it's really living in opposition and countercultural to the world when you actually embrace your freedom that God has given you and say, God, what do you want? What's best? You tell me. Like, I'm not going to make all the decisions here. I'm, you're the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. And yes, we have input. And yes, we bring our desires to the table, almost like our kids. Like, we're bringing all our desires. And sometimes he says yes. And sometimes he says no or not yet. But this is a partnership with him. So we encourage you and we commission you to walk in the assignment he's giving you for this season, whether it's homeschool or entrepreneurship or ministry or being at home with your kids or whatever the thing is, we commission you to walk in what God has called you to in full freedom and in full confidence that you can follow his will and not feel ashamed that you're not doing all the other things that other people are doing. (laughs) So whatever that looks like for you, be relieved. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a friend who they have three kids and they're two boys just this past year. It started with one said he wanted to be homeschooled. Then the other son said, I think I want to be homeschooled too. And their daughter is still like, I don't want to be homeschooled. I want to go to the public school I've always gone to. And they really feel like they would love her to be home with them. They're doing things as a family that they want her to be a part of. They feel like it's just been such a fun dynamic for their family to move into the homeschooling season and have the flexibility to go do more things as a family and all of that. But she's just not on board yet in her heart, the daughter, and she has friends at school and all those things. So it's been really neat to see what they've done instead of just stiff arming her and being like, no, we, we think this is the best thing. You're, you're going to be homeschooled. What they're trying to do is just really surround her with other families, with homeschool girls, her age, who she could be friends with and creating an opportunity for the Lord to kind of shape her heart and maybe change her mind a little bit without the, you must. And Mm -hmm. it's been really cool to see just slowly over time. And this has only been like maybe the last month that I've seen this happening, us getting our families together, us, you know, giving her opportunity to see that there are co-ops, that there are groups of people that you, when you're homeschooled, you're not just cut off from society and you're not friendless. And there's actually girls your age who are homeschooled, who you might really enjoy and seeing her kind of open up to the possibility. But I've just got so much respect for her parents, giving her the opportunity. And they very well may be like, we really feel like this is what's best for her. And they may at the end of the summer, just make the decision, like, which as parents, that's sometimes what we just do. But if we know what's best, we know what God's saying. And then we just make the decision. But I really loved seeing their approach to kind of let her slowly get used to the idea in a really kind and gentle way Mm. rather than force. I think that they're really honoring her in the process Mm. and honoring her feelings. Even if her feelings don't end up dictating the decision, they're, they're hearing her. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's the most important thing at the end of the day, but as parents, we're responsible for, you know, stewarding our kids. We're responsible for doing our very best to make sure we're as a family in the will of the Lord, but 
I just want our kids to always feel like they, their voice matters, their opinion matters. Mm-hmm. And there's no way, there's no way to do that without asking them the questions about how they feel and inviting them into the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that. So if you're a mom who has been homeschooling and you're at the point at a crossroads right now, do I continue? Do I stay or do I go? <laughs> if that's you. Um, yeah, we just want to give you permission to ask the Lord to listen for his nudges, follow the peace. Maybe you need to pivot into another curriculum. Maybe you need to think about other options. You know, evaluate all the places that he's called you to, all the assignments on your life right now. And how are these supposed to work in conjunction with each other in this season? And be okay with the plan changing. And if you're a mom who's considering homeschooling your kids for the first time, don't be afraid. If you feel the nudge, just try it. I can't tell you how many curriculum I went through before I found the one that I liked. And honestly, the curriculum's maybe less important than the atmosphere that you're cultivating in your home and the things that God's inviting you into to grow in because you're homeschooling, because you're with these kids all day long. Don't feel like you have to lock yourself in. Don't feel like you can't pivot the way you start if you don't like it and just feel freedom to follow the breadcrumbs. I feel like following God is such a fun adventure. And if you look at it as God is inviting me right now into an adventure with him, like a partnership, like here we go, God, we're going to figure out together what my kids need, or Mm -hmm. here we go, God, we're going to do homeschool for the first time. And it might look really messy, but I know you're here with me and I know I don't have to perform for anyone. And I know that nobody's grading me on how well I do this when I'm just learning. Yeah. So like, let's go. Or if, okay, God, we're going on an adventure. Like we're going to pivot out of homeschool or we're going to pivot out of my business or we're going to pivot into something new that I didn't expect. Let's go. I know you have something for me and for my kids in this. I don't have to be afraid of letting things go that I did in Mm -hmm. the past. So we hope that you guys feel encouraged. We hope that you feel the freedom that Christ gives us. Disciple, honestly, you're discipling your kids and what it looks like to steward this freedom yourself and to walk in it as an adult. So go (laughs) wave your flag of freedom (laughs) and go walk in what what he's saying to you. The only thing I would add is just if you're in a season where maybe you want to homeschool and you're working full time and you just don't see a way to do it and you're kind of grieving that, I just want to say that homeschooling your kids is separate from discipling your kids. Yes. And you can you your kids can go to public school, private school, homeschool, whatever, and you still can disciple them and raise them up to know and love the Lord even if you're not with them all day. And it, it doesn't mean you're in this like substandard classification of mom. And I know that I have close mom friends who feel like, you know, if they're not homeschooling, if their kids are going to school, they're missing out on all this time and all these opportunities. And are they, you know, what's, what are they going to be the consequences if they get in with their own friends crowd or if they're 
taught things from other kids that they don't want them to be taught and all of that. And I just, I've seen so many families who, who their kids do go to school and they raise kids who know and love Jesus and they're faithful to him throughout their life. And so I just wanted to give that little fist bump of encouragement to the mom who isn't homeschooling, maybe wishes she could be, but doesn't see a way in this season that you still have the opportunity to really steward that relationship and the heart connection and the love for Jesus and the love for his word and all those things in the time you do have outside of school hours and don't feel like you're missing the opportunity to do the thing that your heart really desires, which is lead your kids to the Lord and facilitate and foster a a life of devotion to him. That is not the same, like homeschooling and discipleship are not synonymous. And I know a lot of us enter into homeschooling maybe because that's our heart's desire is to be the ones shepherding our kids 24, seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But if you're not doing that, that doesn't mean you can't disciple your kids. So just be encouraged that what you're able to give them, like the Lord can multiply the seed that you're mm-hmm. sowing and just trust him in the process. So, 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 so good, Liz. And such a great reminder to us all to look at each other as people first and not what we do. Like we're, we're not like developing status here. Like I don't get status in because I'm a homeschool mom or because I'm an entrepreneur. Like it doesn't make me better than <laughs> anyone. And it's such a good reminder to really invite the other moms into our life, life that are living life out differently that way God has called them to, and to really create an atmosphere of us all like, Hey, we are doing things differently because we're different people, but God called us us all to expand his kingdom in the way that he called us to. And it's going to look different for each one of us. And God knows Liz and I don't do almost anything the same. (laughs) We're very different people and we thrive in our different personalities. And that's great. That's actually awesome. Like we're completely different expressions of God on the earth, but when we come together, like something beautiful happens and, you know, so let's invite everyone in and yeah. So we love you guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. We are hosting a super fun giveaway from the company gracefulbydesign.com on our favorite place to shop, Amazon. A wonderful homeschool mom has started a company that makes so many tools and resources for busy homeschool moms and entrepreneurs. And three of our listeners are going to receive the Homeschool Mom Ultimate Bundle of five different products to help you be organized and efficient. You're going to get the complete homeschool planner, which is a monthly, weekly, daily schedule that helps you track up to six students, a cursive workbook, either botany, 50 states, or solar system, which are totally great for summer, weekly meal planner and grocery list. Who doesn't need to take some of the mental burden off of you and your husband by creating a habit of meal planning? You're also going to get a monthly budget planner to help you create a financial vision, goals, and habits. And last but not least, a family calendar. All you have to do to enter is click the link in the caption of this podcast, and it will give you several ways to enter to win. No purchase is necessary. Okay, so pause this episode, click the link, and go to enter right now to win the Homeschool Mom Ultimate Bundle. This giveaway closes in June. 
to get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.